a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Well, maybe it was just on the internet. Hey, what do I know? I'm just the announcer. Anyway, three people decided it would be a bright, brand new original idea to get together on the internet and rant and rave about all sorts of different topics. Everything was fair game. Things like video games. All your base are belong to us. Comics. I'm Batman. TV shows. I'll be in my bunk. Movies. Time to nut up or shut up. All we cared about is there was some sort of nerdy aspect to the topic. So have a seat, kick your feet up, and relax with our hosts, the Adahe. I want to cut you all. <laughs> I'm just going to cut you all. Naki. Um, I say dicks a lot. Dicks, 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 dicks. <laughs> Chris. I had Admiral Ackbar in the back of my head going, It's a trap! And our weekly special guest host. Now, let's get ready to talk about all things good and nerdy. Welcome, everyone, to episode 20 of All Things Good and Nerdy, recorded live on, I believe this is September 2nd, 2012. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's the 2nd. <laughs> recorded live on the 2nd. We're a little rusty after an off week, I apologize. <laughs> Football! Um, I'm sorry? Football! That's all I know. Yeah, it's not my fault. I was at football all day yesterday, and congratulations to the West Virginia Mountaineers for putting up 69 points yesterday. In 2012, they're averaging 69.5 points a game. And um, <laughs> I also say congratulations to Alabama for beating the living shit out of Michigan. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but to start us off this week, we have a panel of three people, one of which should be familiar to you. That's the Adahe. And our guest great is... One. The great one. No, that's the Rock. <laughs> the Rock. <laughs> and our other guest this week is uh, Chris Ferguson. Welcome to the show. Uh, I am the Ferg. Um, <laughs> yeah, the one and only. No, uh, resident lurker, uh, listening all the time. Um, I'm way too addicted to Diablo right now. That's not a bad addiction to have, I don't think. Yeah, well, when you have one account you share with your wife and she's almost as addicted as you are, it turns into a fight sometimes. <laughs> okay, I, I can see how that would be problematic. For those of you that are watching and wondering where Naki is, she is at PAX right now. As far as we know, she'll be back on next week and we'll be talking about her con adventures at Star Wars Civilization, or Celebration, excuse me, and um, at PAX. We also will potentially have another guest who was also at Star Wars Celebration on to talk about all the Star Wars shenanigans that was going on. And I'm Incredibly jealous of those folks getting to go to those cons, I might add. I don't ever get to go to a con. You can go to the Pop Culture Con in October. Maybe. No That's just down the street from dumb. me. <laughs> well, let's start off then. We're going to just go right into our news of the week. Live from the ATG and Studios on uh, the internet, it's the news of the week. And we'll start off with uh, Adahe for your news of the week. God damn it, I'm posting something. You go. <laughs> All right, my news of the week. This one's going to be a real simple one. It's Labor Day weekend, folks. I don't know if any of you had heard, but the Avengers is back in limited is back in a lot of theaters this weekend for a three-day run over. Well, I guess four-day run over Labor Day weekend because they started on Friday. I believe it'll be playing through Monday. So if you haven't seen the Avengers or you've got an urge to go see it again, go check it out on the big screen before the DVD comes out at the end of the month. And smooth move by Disney to try and take more money in the box office and unseat and become the number one box office ranked movie ever. Basically. It, 
Yeah. If you're an unlucky soul like the Atahe that can't see it at the theater near him, you're okay because you just have a couple more weeks until it comes out on Blu-ray and DVD. Damn straight. So I'm going to kick it over to Atahe. What's your news of the week, my friend? So I'm going to share a window here. For anyone who is listening, um, you can go to blackmesasource.com. And the Valve threw up this website. This is an actual Valve website. The website is registered to Valve. I've done all the background checks, so it's not a hoax. And all it says on this website is they're waiting for you, Gordon, and it has a countdown timer and some head crabs. So, take it as you will as to what it means, but it's pretty big news. Um, what I've personally came up with is probably in 11 days they're going to be releasing the update to the Source Engine, as the Source Engine is ridiculously out of date, honestly. It's like, what, six years old, give or take? Sounds good, right? And the new Source Engine is going to be called Black Mesa Source. And then shortly after, they'll be announcing that they're going to work on Half-Life 3. That is what I'm hoping. (laughs) (laughs) Half-Life 3, damn it. Gives now. Is is there any significant day, like history-wise, to Valve 11 days and 23 hours from now that they could be trying to merge with an anniversary or something to release? That's going to be approximately 10 a.m. on the 14th, it looks like. That sounds about right. Do you have someone in your family named Ben? I do not. Okay. Someone asked me to ask you, so I asked. <laughs> <laughs> There's someone in my family named... No, I can't say that. I was going to say Will, but that's not true either. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Black Mesa Source, possibly Half-Life 3. They're kind of hinting at it there. With the, They're waiting for you, Gordon. But they like to hint at it, so... Uh, take what you will. Well, fingers crossed it happens. People have been waiting for it forever as it is. All the other Chris. Do you have someone in your family named Ben? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, he has a friend that has the same last name as you. Oh, uh, well. He was just curious. What? Don't, it's all good. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's kick it over to you, Ferg. What do you got for news of the week? Uh, so I have been watching a little too much politics, uh, lately, um, cool coverage of the, uh, RNC on YouTube, and, uh, but I think the cool thing that I, that I caught that I didn't even know was going to happen until it started, uh, the president actually brought down, uh, Reddit, well, not really, servers started freezing up all the time, because he actually got on there, uh, it was really him or at least one of his advisors doing an AMA. Uh, I am the president of the United States. Um, and he was taking questions and answering them. And you can actually uh, go in there, and I believe it's the account uh, President Obama. I believe it's the account name. I'm not 100% certain. Um, and uh, you can see all the comments that he actually responded to on Reddit Uh from, I believe it was Friday afternoon. Yeah, I think so. I think one of the cool things is that people asked how that ended up happening, and I guess there's a lot of White House staffers that go on Reddit. And that's pretty much how... Staying away from the political side of things, I think it's a really cool use of technology and popular websites and things to for him to go out there and give his message out. Well, that's one of the things is I noticed there was a lot of, uh, a lot of tech I mean, the, the president thing I thought was really cool, but even at the RNC, uh, I mean, there, you, Google had an entire area that they had set up. 
Um, right. and they had several, uh, broadcast tables. Um, what the, the, uh, the group that I was watching, uh, they actually had an area where they even had their own customized glass background, uh, that had their, their logo etched into it, um, that they were, that they were broadcasting from in the, in the Google area. Now I'd, I'd be curious to see some layouts of the, the, the convention halls just to kind of see how big of an area Google actually had while they were there. Um, well, I know Microsoft also for the Xbox just stood up an app on the Xbox for their election coverage of for 2012. I haven't played with it myself, but supposedly it feeds in a bunch of news and video sources covering the election on both sides, so that you can view all that on your Xbox if you want. I just think it's really cool how much of, how much of this stuff is is going online and how much information there is out there. And the one thing that I that I like it, it, it most of the sources that I've checked out. Uh, that are nonpartisan, I guess, or, or by and large nonpartisan. Um, always, you know, keep reiterating. You know, we're putting all this out there because we want people to go out and make informed votes. It's getting to the point now where you really can't ignore the internet for politics. No, I mean, and that's something that you started to see happen a lot in the 2008 election as people are using more and more of the internet and tools like Twitter and Facebook to reach out to people. But now it's almost an essential thing. Basically, it really is. But I think that's just, honestly, as a technology fanboy, that's really cool to see. Now, the problem is most of these folks are so old, they don't understand technology. But (laughs) that's neither here nor there. True. True, true, true. I got nothing else to say. Sorry. (laughs) So that was that was my news. I just thought it was cool that he he was on there. I mean, it was, it did kind of make Reddit slow in places for a, a while because that thread once people realized it was there and realized it was real and live because he was tweeting it and there was all kind of, you know every other Reddit and ad, admin stopped in there and said yes this is actually a real thread this is really the president. Uh, it started you know comment on that thread just exploded. But the the easy way to see it is if you're not familiar with Reddit, you can go to a user's account and you can see all the comments from that particular account. And while the president had, you know was on Reddit, basically he's his account is a noob account and it's uh, the only comments that are on there are the ones that he actually made during the AMA. So Yeah, I mean it's pretty cool. Regardless of whether you're where your political affiliations may lie, folks, it's really cool to see the politicians making use of technology to help get their message out there. Does that sound semi-deep and introspective? <laughs> <laughs> we care. Go out, get informed, get registered, go vote. Exactly. Go Exercise play your rights that you have. Diablo. <laughs> Let's roll into some of our news stories that we've had over the week. I think we're going to be pretty gaming and technology heavy because, well, we're all a bunch of nerds on here. And funny enough, this is actually a reunion of freshman year of college because Chris Ferguson was my roommate. Adahe was my next-door neighbor. So it's like going back to 2003. (laughs) There was severe lack of beer here for this to be a college reunion. (laughs) I got beer in my fridge. Me too, but that's like all the way over there. And it's early, too early to start drinking. I was just out here football game yesterday. I've had enough beer. I have Guinness, though. It's like Ooh, nectar Guinness. of the gods. 
It is. <laughs> well, let's start off going to the gaming route of side, bleh, the gaming side of things. Happy twentieth birthday to Mario Kart. Fuck yeah, that's like the greatest mm. game ever made. I I honestly did not realize that game was twenty, and then when I did, I went, "Holy crap, I'm old!" Because I remember playing Super <laughs> Mario Kart on my Super Nintendo all the time. This doesn't happen to me all the time anymore. People's like, like you know, twenty years ago, this happened. I'm like, I remember. Oh, <laughs> I'm old now. Oh, it's just, oh, it entertains you, you me a lot. Became a female, by the way. I'm sorry. You officially became a female on Twitch chat because uh, Naki's not here. We didn't have a female, so they elected you to be the new female. <laughs> All right, whatever. People like bald women. <laughs> uh, bald bearded woman. Yeah. That sounds like a circus side show. <laughs> hey, I thought that what's, that's what this podcast was anyway. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But 20 years for Mario Kart, and it's pretty much the same basic formula they've had. They just add a couple tweaks here and there. So that's an impressive achievement. But if you think about it, though, most of Nintendo's franchises are that old now. Mm. Mario Brothers, yeah. Metroid, Zelda. Most of them are older, probably. Speaking of Mario Brothers, I mean, you know, Mario Brothers still has the title for the highest-selling game of all time. The original Mario Brothers won. That's the highest-selling game of all times. Wow! It was yeah, still it's like awesome forty game. million copies or something like that. Does that count all the times they get to resell it with like the Wii and stuff now? I don't know exactly, but it's just well. I suppose it depends on how you define a unique game, but yeah. Uh... Twenty years though. I, I mean, I still can't get over that. It's still sitting in the back of my head. I mean, I think Zelda's older, but that is that is really that, and I didn't really think about that. But I mean, it reminds it's not me. Like... I was go ahead. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say it reminds me. I was listening to uh, listening to another podcast earlier this week, and they were talking about how uh, Neil Armstrong had died, and and. Uh, um, how it's not been that long since we went to the moon, and then again, it wasn't actually that long between uh, when the Wright brothers actually successfully flew out from Kitty Hawk versus when we actually did land a guy on the moon. Yeah, I mean, that's an incredible figure when you think of how fast technology improved when you go from Kitty Hawk to the moon in, what was it, like 50, 60 years? 60, 60, 66, I think, is about how many years it took us to go from not, you know, a paper airplane flying over the coastline to guys landing on the moon. That's incredible. And I wish we could continue to innovate at that pace when it comes to space because it's almost like the forgotten program at times now. And I would love, love to be getting a man on Mars sometime in my lifetime. Uh, it's, uh, I'm curious because it's just it's such a, a long flight. That's, what, two and a half, three years on a good catch? Yeah, that's going to take a lot more work before that can happen. It's cool enough we got Curiosity on Mars right now. Yeah. I mean, especially when you start going to look at the panoramic photos they've uploaded from Curiosity. It's pretty sweet. I'm not one of those conspiracy theorists that doesn't think we're there. She hasn't found... They haven't found sexy Martian women yet, so... They failed. Failed That's because Curiosity's not pimping looking enough. we got to put spinners on and hydraulics. <laughs> then we'll find some sexy Martian women. <laughs> well, they were saying it took America to put an SUV on the mo- or on, on Mars. It really did. 
Are you guys familiar with the PlayStation game coming out called All Stars Battle Royale? You mean Super Smash Brothers PlayStation? Exactly. Uh, Super Smash Brothers Sony, but <laughs> fair enough. They're it's supposed to be going into beta soon. I think I'm not exactly sure when, but they've been unveiling more and more characters. And I guess the latest one they unveiled was a uh, Raiden from the Metal Gear games. And I'm not a big Metal Gear fan, but a few of my friends are, and they're like, oh, this is awesome. I'm like, oh, it's Smash Brothers. Do something well, you know it. to get their cast of characters, all you need to do is you need to slam together all the extras from the uh, Little Big Planet series. <laughs> I mean, that's that's your predictor for everyone who's going to be on that game. Yeah, it pretty much is. I guess there's still folks that or uh, characters that haven't announced yet, so I'm very curious to see who all ends up being in that game in the end, and how well it matches up to Super Smash Brothers, and I think it's going to be very hard to be as fun as the Smash Brothers games. Oh yeah, they. You can you copy the Mario, man. Yeah, I mean, but look at this panel. How many hours did we put in Super Smash Brothers our first semester <laughs> of college? <laughs> oh man! <laughs> for the, for those that aren't familiar, we uh, played Super Smash Brothers all the time on Adahay's GameCube, and it was plugged into a 13-inch TV in his dorm room. <laughs> But we would play four-player melees, and the one time we did a 99-man, four, 99-character, four-man melee. And I kid you not, it probably lasted like 14 hours before we were finally done playing that game. I don't remember who won, but I think it was me. I, I don't remember either, but it was funny because in Adahay's dorm room, there were only two good places to sit. There was a desk chair, and there was the edge of a bed. And then one person had to stand, and one person had to sit on the headboard of the other bed in that room. So literally every 15 to 20 minutes, it would be pause, everybody rotate, we'd all start switching seats. And we did this for 14 hours. Pikachu. What was it? You guys stopped like once or twice to go get food. Yeah, and Food and bathroom water. breaks. In 14 hours of hearing, Pikachu! It's <laughs> <laughs> really old after a while. And the sad thing is, I think the next day was Sunday, and after we all got back in on Sunday, we're like, hey, you guys want to play Smash Brothers? <laughs> 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 the only condition was no more 99-man melees today. <laughs> oh, man. Could you imagine, though, like, uh, we should have done this, 99-man melee, every time you die, you take a drink. Oh, that would have ended well. <laughs> would have. Yeah, it would have been awesome. I would love to redo that someday once the new one comes out. But I don't know if I could play Smash Brothers and be good anymore. <laughs> so who's actually going to buy a Wii U to play that? A lot of people. Uh, yeah. Okay, that aside, among this circle, who's going to buy a Wii U to play I don't, that? I don't buy consoles anymore. I'm not sold on the whole Wii U concept. I'm interested, but uh, it's not going to buy it. Well, there's a new rumor for the release date, which now they're saying November 18th will be the probable release date for the Wii U instead of Black Friday like was rumored before. But You know what's going to happen? I was just thinking about this. The uh, Kindle, the next generation Kindle Fire is probably going to be coming out right about that same time, too. So you're going to get a head-to-head between Nintendo and Amazon. I'm curious to see who wins that. Well, and you might see the iPad Mini or whatever they end up calling it come out about that same time, too. Why are yeah, people, people still are... buying these when they can buy a Nexus? Because it's better. <laughs> well, a lot of it depends on what marketplace you've already bought into. Because if you're someone who's used iOS a lot, you're not going to want to buy all new apps for your Android tablet and vice yeah. versa. Yeah, but I, the, the notion of of the the 
the 250 and 199 price points on the on the Nexus. Just I think for people who are starting, who are who are looking at that market, and I, and you know I still know a lot of people like my in-laws just recently bought a Kindle Fire. I think that's right in that price point where they can say, you know what, we can get a tablet and not feel like we're spending an absorbent amount of money on it. I agreed. It's like the perfect price point because it's just cheap enough you can almost consider it a disposable toy if you don't really like it. Which <laughs> is a terrible way of putting it, I realize. Yeah. Plus it's backed by Google. And exactly. honestly, stat-wise and hardware-wise, it's actually a, a little bit higher than the Kindle Fire and the current iPad. It's got better processors in it. The thing that the only thing I really didn't like about the Nexus Seven is no expansion slot that you can get to, so you can't really add people, more storage. Yeah, a lot of people don't like the seven-inch screen either. It's like it should be ten. If you get a ten-inch screen, it's not going to be one ninety-nine. No, exactly. but then again, I mean, after using, we have a, uh, I have a uh, Nook. Uh, color. I mean, I'm used to that seven-inch screen. That's you know, in my mind, that that feels like a good size for a carry-around tablet. Yeah, it definitely is a much better size for carry-around. I would agree there. And in all honesty, I've admitted this before. If I hadn't bought an iPad, I would be getting a Nexus Seven. Yep. Okay, so here's an interesting little pop quiz question. I don't know if you guys know the answer to this. Uh, I didn't until the other day. Who makes? The uh, Nexus Seven tablet. Samsung. Oh well, yeah. Chris got it right. It's Asus. It's one of the two. It's yeah. pretty, pretty. It was a pretty. But uh, yeah, but a lot of people apparently are going to the stores, or well, I guess you can't get this at the store, but they're talking about it on the forums and asking about it in stores, thinking it's a Samsung device. Oh yeah. And it's not. I think that's the popular misconception due to all the lawsuits going on right now. And Samsung's name is everywhere because of the lawsuit between Apple and Samsung. Well, that, and they've also got the, the you know, uh, next to Motorola Zoom, the most well-known tablet out there right now, the Galaxy uh, the Galaxy Tab. Yeah, and that's true. talking about the Galaxy Tab 7.1, so, you know, there's, you know, there's a good point of confusion available. I mean, the only thing that could throw a monkey wrench in that is there's still the rumor that the Windows tablet, they might release a version at 199 to sell at a loss. Do I believe uh, it? No. I find it very hard to see they would sell at a loss that big, but they did it with the Xbox and the Xbox 360 at first to establish them. Yeah, but it, doesn't it like have like a Windows 8 OS on it or, or Windows 8-like OS? Yeah, it's, yeah. Got, it's got Windows 8 on it, basically. Fuck that, I ain't touching it. Windows 8, what are they probably going to call that, Surface Edition or something stupid? Um, it's just Windows 8, and then Windows 8 RT is the version for tablets, I think, wow. with uh, ARM processors. Because like, the the RT is the first tablet that's coming out that they're doing. I guess it also will run the Unreal Engine, they were saying. Yeah. It's pretty cool for a tablet. Yeah. Adhe's like, I don't care, it says Microsoft. <laughs> Well, I have, no issue. I have no issue with Microsoft. My issue is the whole uh, is the thing that they tried to do that was so bad that every game developer was like, "Fuck you, we're going to go to Linux." Mm-hmm. Like, like when you say something that bad, <laughs> it's like, yeah, you should really rethink your idea here. And apparently, they're not. Like, they're going to do what they want to do, and whatnot. I mean, I understand that they don't like Windows gaming. Windows fucking hates Windows games because they can't make profit off of it. And that's the goal, is to make profit off of it. And But they're going about it in a horrible fucking way. 
I don't know. I don't think they know what... They'd rather see gaming go on on their console they're developing. I think it's part of the problem. And they need to embrace the fact that not everyone's console gamer. The fact that some of us have evolved past consoles. You guys don't use your opposable thumbs like us console gamers do. Actually, I do, but it's a common argument that you, you people like to make. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the side of my mouse has 17 buttons. 17? Good yeah. lord. Yeah, Why do you yeah. need 17 buttons on the side? Never mind. Well, well, I bought it when I played MMOs, so it was my it was my hotkeys, man. Okay, I can see that then. So how do you yeah. keep track of 17 buttons on the side of your Fucking mouse? Fucking pure skill, bitch. <laughs> yeah, how I've many times those you things? They look like torture devices that you put your hand on. <laughs> it's a, you actually get really you really get used to it, and you, it's no it's like you know you, you use your thumbs, and you can still do the same thing here. So, yeah, I use my opposable thumbs. I use them more than you do. <laughs> See, when I piece a game, I piece a game with a trackball. So I, one of those ones that's uh, ambidextrous, so I've got you know buttons under both the thumb and the pinky, and then the middle fingers are controlling the trackball. I mean, PC gaming is superior. That's all I have to say. Well, that's an argument we can have all day. I mean, I everyone know. has what they prefer. <laughs> I'm going to just gradually back us out of this conversation before we get stuck on it for the rest of the day. <laughs> so I see I like you're conceding victory to me. No, this is not a concession of defeat or anything like that. This is a concession of I don't want to argue about it today. So stick that in your pipe and smoke it or something. Anywho, um, before everyone's told me I need to play Borderlands, I actually did pick it up, but it was also announced this week that Gearbox, I think that's who puts it out, has made a deal with uh, Sony that for all PlayStation Plus subscribers, they will be able to download Borderlands for free. That's correct. And smart move, honestly, I think by them is to put out their game that's been out for three years for free to entice people to want to buy the sequel. Yeah. They've and... made enough money on the first one. This isn't going to hurt, I don't think. Oh, Plus the pre-orders on this one are ridiculously good. I've already pre-ordered Borderlands too, and I've been playing the living fuck out of it's. It's an amazing game, man. I'm glad you finally played it because it's amazing. I've just been sitting there and grinding basically. I'm, I haven't even made it past like the mine mission, and I'm already just leveling up and doing all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah, I'm playing through the second playthrough right now with my hunter man, just, just like shooting shit in the head. So I'm gonna go and pre-order Borderlands two this week probably. Yeah. For the PC? Why am I going to play on the PC when it runs just fine on my Xbox? The PC version's better. <laughs> Actually, it is. You it, can't argue it that it's not. Is because you can't, it's a fair argument. The, the hardware in the Xbox 360 is six years old. Well, that and the fact that NVIDIA paid literally millions of dollars to, have, to, to uh, develop the uh, physics engine in the game. And so the game actually looks amazing on NVIDIA graphics cards and makes ATI look like shit. It's an amazing marketing ploy for NVIDIA. It's like it this is. game. This game is so much better on an NVIDIA card because it uses the physics engine. Like that is genius. I loved it. So, Ferg, are you a PlayStation Plus subscriber or just regular PlayStation? Ah, uh, just regular PlayStation. I don't. I don't feed money to the engine. Yeah, and see, that's the that's the thing I've gotten from most people I know that have Playstations is the bulk of them don't get PlayStation Plus because there's not that many good perks to it and. If they can continue to have perks like this where you get a free game that's well-liked, that might be a way to get people to want to do PlayStation Plus. But on the other hand, how many people who own PlayStation have already bought Borderlands? Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was extremely popular. 
Yeah, you're playing to the crowd that are you know that already owns it. Yeah, it sounds great PR-wise, but when you start going on the fanboy level, it's probably not as big a deal. They'll pick up some new players. I mean, yeah, and, and from yeah, that perspective, people, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say people who maybe have just you know not not played it because they they just didn't feel like dropping the money on it, or they had you know nine or eight other things on their plate at the time. You know, this would be a good time to go back and pick it up and play it. But yeah, or people like me who just had way too many other things they were doing, and it kind of dropped off their radar until they got badgered into playing it by other co-hosts of this show. <laughs> You don't enjoy it. <laughs> and guest host of the show, actually, too. I think the last show that we did live, I got badgered by everyone to play Borderlands. It's fucking good. It's a good game. So feel free to gang up on me when there's another game I need to play. <laughs> you see my Steam library? You take a pick. There's a lot of good ones in there. Aren't you the one that said last week, or last show we were on, oh, I don't have a lot of Steam games. I've only got 247 or something like that. <laughs> 232. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I cheated you by 15. I'm the guy who doesn't have a lot of Steam games. He's only got 110. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but just smile. No, not even close. <laughs> Actually, I just recently uh, started buying into Steam. I, I've only bought Portal and Portal 2 on there so far. It's a good start. <laughs> yeah, I, well, you gotta start with something. You may as well start with the best. Um. You're already better than me in Adahe's book because you buy Steam games. <laughs> well, Valve is a good company at the moment. They're still a good company, and they do the right thing with Steam. So, do you think we'll ever get the Valve box that everyone likes to rumor about? Uh, they mentioned going into consoles. Hell, at one point, Gabe actually hinted that he that that if uh, GameStop started going under, he was going to buy them and turn them into Valve stores. That'd be funny. <laughs> well, I was actually in a GameStop yesterday, and they actually sell uh, gift cards that you can Steam use, redeem on Steam. Yeah, they sell- twenty and fifty dollar denominations. They sell cards for all the services now, though. I mean, they even have like Facebook cards there to yeah. buy Facebook credits or whatever the hell they call them. God, that scared me the first time I saw those. It's ridiculous. That's all I thought when I saw that. Of course, yeah. I'm surprised Facebook actually followed Zanga down that path because, I mean, the the Farmville cards were the first ones out that I, I really started seeing. I'm just glad that craze seems to have died off a lot because maybe I've got all the blocking right on my Facebook, but I don't get about 20 messages a day about farming. Why not? I don't know because <laughs> I dislike Farmville. You don't want to be a farmer? I don't want to be a Farmville farmer. Oh, my God, it's a puppy. I actually... Uh, <laughs> I actually tried playing Farmville for a little while. It's, I mean, it's a game. It's a work game. It's a grind game. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I actually play any. I tried one Facebook game a while ago. I can't remember what it was. The only thing that I almost got interested in doing was that Marvel Avengers game. Yeah. Just I because played... if it says Marvel on it, I'm generally a sucker for it. Yeah. Uh, I play Angry Birds on Facebook, but... God. You can play that straight in Chrome if you have to, though. Well, yeah. Well, there, there, there's different levels. Well, I have, there's some Facebook exclusive levels, and I see. the dumb thing is they've actually started coming out with, and this is kind of a cool idea for for Rovio. Is um, I think that's how you pronounce their name. I yeah. forget. I think so. Um, they have started uh, doing promotional levels uh, in Facebook. Uh, the first group that bought into it was Intel. Uh, 
promoting the new Ultrabook, and uh, the pigs, I guess, warped inside of a computer, and you had to follow them into the computer and fight them there. And then the next, the That's second cool. set that they came out with is actually in promotion of uh, of Green Day's new single, Oh Love. Um, and there's a set of ten levels plus a bonus level that you can play on Angry Birds Friends uh, that are all Green Day themed. That's pretty cool. I will say I love Angry Birds Space, or whatever that one is, because it's like crack. And putting in gravity fields and things like that added a great new twist to the game, I thought. Yeah. Still don't like Happy Birds, or Angry Birds, whatever it's called. You could make a ripoff called Happy Birds, but you'd probably get sued. Happy Birds? Instead, you're saying pigs at the birds? <laughs> Actually, there's there's been rumors about an Angry, Bi- an angry Pigs uh, follow-on, but... That would be funny as well. That, that's a hell of a amount of money they've made off of that franchise, though. How, you remember how old that kid is? Yeah, it, it took the world by storm. Like, you can go to friggin' Walmart now, and they make, like, Angry Birds dog toys and stuff like that. It's into everything. And we were at a like craft store yesterday, young. and they have an entire Angry Birds section in the craft store. Jeez. Yeah, I was at Best Buy the other day at the checkout line, and there were Angry Birds speakers for your iPad. <laughs> I was like, really? And it was just two of the Angry Birds. And I was like, it's incredible how much that craze has caught on. And it's a fun game, so more power to him is what I say. So, go ahead. I I forgot what I was going to say already. One of the big questions that's been out there a lot about the Wii U is Nintendo's never really talked about the hardware that's in it. Well, I guess Eurogamer got a breakdown of the hardware that's in the Wii U. Have you guys heard anything about that? Not really. I don't know. Like, I'll admit not following consoles much. I do it for my other online job. <laughs> but supposedly the Wii U has three IBM Power PC cores, a custom AMD 7 graphics processor supporting DirectX 10, and one gig of RAM. And for those that are wondering how that compares, like the Xbox and the PS3, it has a better GPU and more RAM than both, though the CPU is less powerful. Surprisingly, one gig of RAM... Surprised the hell out of me. RAM That's is so cheap. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess they don't need to have more for the, what kind of games they're making on there. But people have said that there is enough juice to the system, for lack of a better term, that it will be able to successfully support two of the Wii U tablets or Wii pads or whatever they're calling them for controlling it at the same time. Well, but the other thing is, is <clears throat> my understanding is they deliberately limited it to two. Yeah, I mean, because they probably can't do anything more powerful than two, is what I'm guessing. Yeah, it's one of those. I mean, when you look at the when you go back and 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 look at the design of the PS3 and the Xbox at the time that they were released, you could tell that they were built to support games that people were going to be developing two, three, four years into the future. Right. You look at the Wii U, and it's designed to just support what's coming out right now, and. I mean, it makes me question, are they really building to the future, or are they just trying to build to today? I think they're trying to build to today, and if they build with today's hardware, they can make it cheaper at launch. So you can argue that when the PS4 and the Xbox 720 or whatever come out, they will probably be more expensive because they'll have cutting-edge, at that time, hardware in them, whereas the Wii U is using relatively common hardware of this time, so they can get a cheaper price. Yeah. I think they're banking on the fact that they had... ridiculous popularity with the Wii 
which was relatively underpowered compared to the other two systems. So if they make some incremental improvements, like going HD and having some more enhanced capabilities, they'll be able to bank on that. And do I don't I don't know if it's going to work because people loved the Wii for about two years, and now everyone's like, eh, and Nintendo stopped making good games for it. A little bit. On a side note, when you say Wii U or Wii Pad, does that make you think it depends? A little bit. <laughs> but there's not an official name for it, I don't think, at this point. So that's just what fanboys have taken to calling it. Just uh... like the Wiimote became Wiimote because fanboys called it that. I honestly don't know. I, I don't know. I just I almost think Nintendo's starting to lose their way a little bit. I mean, they still make fun games, but their consoles have just not been good since the N64, really. No, that was that was the first big, the last big step, actually. The, the Cube had some solidness to it. It did, they just didn't have the games. That's The third-party games in a Nintendo console, other than, like, the, the handhelds lately, have just been really weak. I mean, that's something they tried to fix it at E3. They were talking about how they're going to have Batman, Arkham City, and things like that on there, and Mass Effect 3. But the problem Old is those games. those games have been out for a year already on the other systems. Also, here's an interesting little fact on the Wii U gamepad, which is what the official name is of it according to GameStop. It's got NFC chips in it. Right, that's how they're streaming the uh, video content and the controls to and from your... No, NFC NFC doesn't have that range. NFC's like four inches. I thought that's what they're... Okay. What is is like the technology. Uh, I think they're just using uh, standard... uh, um, either Bluetooth or um, or some sort of modified Wi-Fi. See, I I thought that it was like a modified NFC they were using, so I don't know. No, NFC, uh, it, it uses a really big, low-powered antenna. It's the same technology that they use in the Skylanders game that allows you to put those little token guys on the okay. base. And, and the square payment stuff they're starting to put into Starbucks and things like that. I think it uses yeah. NFC as well. And the new Galaxy S3, I think, has NFC in it for data transfer. Well, anybody who uses a badge to open a door or a lock to get into a building, that's that's what it is. It's NFC Communications, uh, which is basically a smaller version of uh, RFID. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm curious to see if uh, if they, you know, they talk about, you know, one of the things that, that's mentioned on this page is, is like having cards or something that would actually, uh, you would actually be able to use on your Wii U. And I'm kind of curious to see if um, if they actually do start kind of going down that route of, of using these alternate interactions for your game. Didn't they do that on the GameCube, though? Like, ten years ago, they had, like, a card swipe attachment you get to it for, like, playing Pokemon cards and stuff on the GameCube, on the Game Boy? Is it, like, around that sign? That, bleh, around that same kind of thought? There's something similar to that. I don't remember necessarily that thing, but when the Nintendo 3DS came out with its forward-facing camera, one of the big things that they had was you could lay a card on the floor and uh, point the DS camera at that card, and it would actually uh, generate a 3D world you could see only through the console. Okay. That's kind of cool. You mentioned Skylanders, though, man. What a racket that's been for a game developer to make that. That thing's caught on, and I'm not afraid to admit, I'm 27 years old, I almost wanted to buy it just to screw around with it, because the concept intrigued me. (laughs) Um, Well, I suppose if I can make it disappear from the house without her realizing I can (laughs) want to take it (laughs) 
I just thought the concept was interesting because it, it banked on the popularity of Pokemon from when I was a lot younger, and they added on physical game pieces that people have to buy, so they can almost double dip. Well, it's it's kind of interesting because it's it almost makes me think of bringing DLC, the, the notion of DLC and bringing it down to the user who doesn't want to actually trust their their information and download over the internet. Effectively, each one of these characters that you buy, and you can even buy like additional levels and stuff that you can unlock, is almost like a micro DLC pack in a physical form that you actually have to go to the store and purchase. It's microtransactions continue to have actual physical level. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's weird. And, and the, the, the other thing is, is I'm curious to see if this comes out for the current holiday season, is the uh, Skylanders Giants. Yeah, uh, it's going to be the next iteration. I remember seeing remember some of that. Yeah, they were talking about it uh, at E3, so... Yeah, the, the dev of that, by the way, is Toys for Bob, and the publisher is uh, Activision. Okay. Toys so the next for one's going to be World of Skylanders, made by Blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't put it past him, man. I mean... Well, yeah, but how is Blizzard going to keep you from buying 2,000 individual little statues and shipping them to people all over the world once you level them up? Because Online your information is... is <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, real-world money auction house? Oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, that's one of the cool things about that game is uh, is the way that they did it is uh, they put a small amount of memory in each of those little statues, and so... Uh, you can, you know, you can take your statue and you can go to anyone who, it doesn't matter what console it is, when you put your, your little figure on the, on the, on the portal thing, it's got all the same power-ups, all the same levels that you've done, you've already earned on your game. Yeah, and I thought that was really cool how they were doing that. The only thing that's gonna suck is if you go and buy a bunch of these for your kids, and then they all look the same as their friends and they pick up the wrong one when they go home. Yeah, actually, I've seen people starting to. I mean, it, it's not going to affect the communications. Just flip it over and start writing crap and sharpie on the bottom. That's exactly what I was thinking would be the best thing to do, but who knows? No, that's almost what you have to do with those. It'd be cool if they did like variant versions of them. Like they'd have like three different paint jobs or something like that, so that you could help break um, that up a little bit. They well, they kind of do. There are the rare figurines. They have. Uh, you get the DS version. You get a dark Spyro, which has a slightly different color paint job on it. Then they have silver and gold editions of certain figures that, when you buy them, actually have better starting stats than the uh, regular ones. See, that's cool. And then they have uh, some rare ones that they've been handing out at uh, like CES and E3 and stuff. Where and, and I've actually seen a couple of them go up as uh, charity auctions and um, just giveaways from the event or from the uh, reviewers who've been receiving the those the ultra rare ones like that. That's the way to do it. I mean, it's microtransactions, which I generally don't like, but I like the way they do it. If that makes sense. <laughs> Well, I, I I like the notion. It just frustrates me that they're basically bait, using kids to bait their parents into spending exorbitant amounts of money to get these characters. Because I did the math one time, and if you want to own, e- even if you only wanted it for one console, if you wanted every variation, or if you wanted every character, it's like $450. If you wanted every variation of every character, it goes up somewhere around eleven to $1,200. Wow. I mean, it's not... 
That's not too bad when you compare it to other things that are similar. Because it like, compare it to um, well, Hero Clicks. It's 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 a similar design to that. It's but I think Hero Clicks has a longer shelf life than Skylanders. Is gonna yeah. Have. And I mean, once a kid beats the game with one set of characters, I mean, really, it, what's the likelihood of a 10 or 12 year old sitting there and leveling up every single character to max level when they've got like 32 or 40 characters that they've got to, got to level up? And there's only one linear storyline and you can't really jump around in it or swap out through you. Every time you finish it, I think you can only just go back to the beginning and start again. And the difficulty never changes. The levels never change. The boss never changes. Yeah, I mean, I think most tabletop games like that have a little bit of a longer lifespan than you'll see with this tied into consoles, that these consoles have limited lifespans left on them. I mean, I assume they'll probably make a Skylanders game for PS4, Xbox, whatever, and the Wii U. But I don't know that for sure. One would imagine... If it's making money, they'll probably do it. That's oh, what the yeah. cynical side of me says. It's Activision. Well, they're going to make it. They're going to keep pumping it out until no one will buy it anymore. I mean, but they'll never give me StarCraft Ghost. <laughs> That's Blizzard. There's, Blizzard there's owns actually, them. <laughs> well, it's the other way around. Activision yeah, and Blizzard. But the, there's a degree of separation there, and yeah, no. I was just bitching. I didn't even think you played StarCraft. I love the original StarCraft. I still play it to this day. Plus, not to mention, if they did release StarCraft Ghost, you'd have to buy a PC. It's okay. I'd buy a PC for it, but it's not coming, so it really doesn't matter. It's not even like Duke Nukem Forever where they keep saying, oh yeah, this is going to happen. StarCraft Ghost is the dirty secret that's not even talked about anymore. God. <laughs> yeah. Duke Nukem Forever should have never happened. Hey, God. give them credit. They stuck to their guns and eventually got it out there after they became the biggest joke in gaming because it was delayed, what, 12 and a half years? I saw the uh, saw the like collector's that. edition at GameStop for $5, and I'm like, still too much. <laughs> I, I will be honest. I played the demo of it just because I was like, what does this feel like? I'm like, I feel like I'm in the 90s again. It's definitely Duke Nukem. Yeah. Well. I'm still trying to convince myself that I bought a new PC because my old one broke and not so I could play Diablo 3. <laughs> How's that working out for you? You didn't just uh, build your own? Man. I bought a laptop. Oh, God. Damn. Faith in you, Ferg. I had faith in you. Yeah, yeah. You Gaming is not meant for laptops in any way. As long as it's not an Apple, ma- Apple laptop, he won't kill you, though, so you're okay. Uh, well, I don't know. I might get killed. It's a Dell XPS. <laughs> I'm going to avert my eyes so you can do whatever you want, and I can't go to jail for it. <laughs> Ferg, you used to build your own computers, man. Why did you go to a shitty Dell laptop? Yeah, I know. I know. Dude, you paid so much more than that than you should have. Oh, my Actually, God. I bought it out of the outlet, so the price wasn't too bad. But even that aside, I know it's it's more than I should have paid for it. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, I, I gaming on a laptop as a as a, as a high end gamer. Uh, every time I hear someone's like, "I have a gaming PC," what is it? It's a laptop. No, you don't. That's no, a laptop. No, it's not a gaming PC. <laughs> it is a laptop, but it's a laptop that has enough power to be able to actually play a few games. Yeah, that's that's all right. So yeah, you can you can you can now officially say you bought that because your other one broke. That's not a gaming computer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I have your your authorization uh, on that God. excuse. It's Adahe approved. Yeah. No, no, it's not. 
No, the excuse is out of hand. My excuse is out of hand approved. <laughs> that could be a new bit we put on the show. Out of hand approved. <laughs> it doesn't happen very often, damn it. <laughs> That's why it'd be a rare instance and people are like, oh, out of hand likes this? It must be good. Or they just think you're too jaded and think nothing's good. So it could go either way. Need a nice visual bit that just slams onto the screen like a stamp out of hay approved. <laughs> That'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What was I going to go to next? Are you guys familiar with the cloud gaming service called OnLive? Uh, the one that failed horribly? Heard of, not used. I haven't used it. What was interesting is it was rumored for so long that Microsoft was looking at buying them because Sony had just bought a cloud-based gaming service, and I'm going to get the name wrong, I think. I think it's called Gaikai. G-A-I-K-A-I. Something along those lines. So the rumor had come out that Microsoft was going to go after OnLive so they could incorporate that service into their console and presumably expand the shelf life. It's interesting from the perspective of they bought these huge, massive server farms to do all the game processing and then just push it back across the internet. But I don't think they could ever get across the lag inherent in that. Yeah, that'd be bad. I mean, I think the server cost alone is huge. If they weren't making max usage out of all those servers, that's a lot of wasted money. <laughs> no one else agrees? <laughs> I, I said I said from the start that uh, that the uh, you know, that whole cloud gaming thing was a horrible idea because yeah everyone loves lag right that's the that's the biggest thing I want in my game. It's a great concept for video because you push one button to start the video and you push another button to stop it and if there's a little bit of lag in there you really don't care that much. But for gaming where it relies on you got to do a split second decision or click a button in a split second that lag is going to kill you. Unless you have like yeah. a ridiculously awesome internet connection, and none of us have FiOS, so Google Fiber. Well, there's that. Well, I mean, the, this notion of of distributed computing is is an interesting thing, and I mean, you know, I don't know for those of you who know, I'm a software engineer by trade, and just looking at uh, at this notion of using distributed computing to be able to do. Uh, other things at a different location that you can't actually sit and do at your desk uh, is is this great idea, but it doesn't transpose well to a world where you need immediate reaction like gaming. It it only really works if you're if you're doing this for uh, for like a a, a uh, an asynchronous kind of job where you just say go and do this and you come back and check on it an hour later. Like I'd love to see. Uh, something where you could have a video rendering engine that could, you know, you could, you know, you could mash up all, you know, your video, and then you could go to the service and upload everything and say, I want this rendered in full 3D, you know, high definition 1080p or 4K, uh, and then you know, come back a half hour later and it's done. I bet, I bet you Google's looking at something like that for YouTube in the future. Oh, undoubtedly. They're making, they're making that sense. massive shift to turn YouTube basically into a TV channel with all those uh, YouTube programs they basically shot out money for. Like you're talking about like the one that has uh oh, crap, I saw it earlier, uh just uh, something Julia Styles in it, like those things. Like they've got, professional they've got a, actor level. 
they've done things like that, and they've also like given money to like uh, Felicia Day has a show on YouTube. There's a bunch of other like internet people that have been given money to put shows on there. Like Will Wheaton has a show where they go and play board games, and it's all, all part televised of Felicia live. Day. That show is awesome. By the way, that's, that's all part of the Felicia Day Network, right? And well, it's not the Felicia Day Network. It's just those are all under that same banner that Google created for this Geek and Sundry, which is actually, I think, mainly owned by Will. But Felicia is one of the primary anchors, or whatever you want to call her position in that. Right, and I think Sword and Laser network. was on there also, which is the the book one that Tom Merritt does with uh, Veronica Belmont. Yeah, Sword and Laser, uh, written by a kid. Um, uh, the new Felicia Day book club, who's, uh, I don't know if you want me to say the name. Go ahead. Uh, it's Vaginal Fantasy. Yeah. Um, uh, it's her romance book club. Um, then uh, the Guild is on there. Um, trying to think, I've been actually checking it out a lot recently. They, they've been trying to get a lot of original programming on YouTube, so you don't just go to YouTube to watch funny cat movies and stuff like that anymore. Don't get me wrong, I like going to watch funny cat movies still, but... That's what YouTube is. That's what it started as, but I think they're trying to add to it so that it doesn't have a limited shelf life. I mean, think about what happened to Google Video. Play them off Piano Cat. <laughs> the Piano Cat's awesome. Do you know George Carlin played the piano? Just throwing that out there. I did not. I'm not exactly shocked to hear that, but... Damn. I didn't either. I learned that today. I was like, oh, that's cool. Just, <laughs> just throwing that out there. Now you know. Do the G.I. Joe stuff. Knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. And that was another great YouTube thing, was all the G.I. Joe redubs for the public service announcements. (laughs) To this day, anytime someone says the words pork chop sandwiches or pork chop sandwich, I can't help but laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see, let's see. Let's go on to this aspect, which kind of connects both movies and gaming. Did you guys see the rumors that Sony is looking at doing a movie about the console wars? And I guess the rumor is this is supposed to be about the 360, the PS3, and Wii because they have procured domain names containing the words console and war and movie, and Joystick has pointed out that Sony Computer Entertainment, i.e. the gaming side of things, is not involved in any way, shape, or form. And supposedly someone at Slash Film has been made aware of the project and described it as the social network for video games. Um, First of all, I think they're looking at the wrong era for a console war movie. If you want to do a console war movie, it's Nintendo and Sega. The death of Sega. Yeah, and that's how you end it, really, is that Sega died when these other consoles came into the the arena. They couldn't compete, because that leads you in here. They could compete. People were just stupid. They didn't. Oh. They weren't able to get the attention they needed from fans. The Dreamcast was an incredible piece of hardware, and they did some very innovative things. It was the best hardware at the time. It really was, but they they just didn't have this. They they didn't get the support they needed. And now, if you look at everything all these other consoles are doing, and you look back at the Dreamcast, like, oh, yeah, the Dreamcast did that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was the first console to have. The uh, the, the internet, internet. connection connecti- uh, connectivity. I can't talk today. I apologize. Yeah. And they were they were planning to do the online marketplace for it as well, but it never took off. They were too far ahead of their time, which is another one of those problems you can run into. Is you kind of have to gradually work into some of these things. There's too much of a shift in how things were, and fans get scared. 
and it's very sad to see the state of Sega today where they just make games and most of them are pretty shitty. Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, when's God. the last time a good Sonic game came out? Yeah, I kept. I was hoping for one. Was like, what was the last one? Sonic Generations. Then it came out, and I, I luckily I didn't buy it. It's just sad. <laughs> yeah, I've heard so many that, complaints about that. Suppose there's one they made for the DS in conjunction with Bioware that's supposed to be really good. I cannot think of the name of it to save my life. Let me see if I can find it. Um, I don't know about that. I mean, it. <laughs> The notion of doing a con a, a console war movie. I mean, what are they talking about? Like doing it as a documentary style movie where they actually, you know, interviews and and statistics and all that. Or are they, you know, you know, I think they're trying to make a Hollywoodized footage? version because they they're making analysis and links to like the social network for video games. So a slightly fictionalized version of the, the birth of the console wars and the infighting between companies. It's not going to be like, you guys remember Pirates of Silicon Valley that came out in the mid-90s? Yeah. I don't think it's going to be like that, but I think that's the closest to what they're looking at doing. Michael Bay's going to direct it. There's going to be explosions <laughs> everywhere. Don't say that name two more times or he'll show up. <laughs> and they're going to get Nicolas Cage to star in it. Nicolas Cage is Shigeru Moyamoto. <laughs> Oh, man. Bill Gates will be The Rock. God, that would be awesome. (laughs) Do you smell what Microsoft is cooking? (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, I just made this movie amazing. Now Michael Bay is going to do it for sure. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Don't say it one more time. He'll show up. <laughs> At least he's not doing the turtle movie anymore. Uh, he still is. Did you see he came out? The script leaked for that, and people said it was absolute garbage, and he tried to come out and be like, no, 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 no. We put that in the shredder before I was even involved. Sure. Uh, I don't want that turtle movie to happen. Really I'd love don't. to see a new turtle movie that was good. Like let yeah, let the, exactly. Let the, like uh, the name the name gives my the dude who did King Kong and Lord of the Rings. Let's let him make Peter a new Jackson. turtle movie. Peter Jackson. Ooh. It'd be epic, and they'd probably walk a lot, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I threw that in there just for Chris. <laughs> he does like movies about walking. Maybe he'll do a Walking Dead movie. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> We're going to follow this zombie as it walks for an hour. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. All right, so I got an idea here, and I'm pulling this completely off the top of my head. Let's do a rumble pit because I want oh, to God. win this one. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Let's revisit the first one. Master Chief versus Marcus Phoenix, because I want Master Chief to win. You cannot, you cannot revisit an old one. It's, it's, it's decided it's in stone. No, no, no. On. This is a test to see if Naki listens to the show, because if Master Chief can win, then she'll lose her co- No, we don't have to do it. <laughs> I don't actually have a rumble pit for this week, but that was my attempt at putting something together because my apologies to everyone that listens to the show or follows it. I completely forgot about the matchup of Robocop and Mega Man. So 
let's push that off a week. <laughs> Any complaints? Or do you guys really want to do it today? I don't care. Um, I could make an argument for the Lancer, but it would be somewhat dishonest. <laughs> no one ever said we had to be honest on this show. <laughs> well, there's, it's, it's, it's you know journalistic integrity. We'll call it that. Are we journalists? Oh, apparently you haven't read what I posted on uh, Nerds of the Roundtable um, Friday night. No, I, I haven't. Think. I haven't cool. been on there in a couple of days. Yeah, you should go read that. <laughs> oh, dear. Am I going to hate my life afterwards? <laughs> I troll the internet. Oh, that's what I do all the time. That's uh, that's. Hey, I'm a professional internet troll. I have people remove me from their Facebook page every day. Every day. It's like my that goal. Is, well, succeed at life. Succeed my, at life. Two yesterday, was- actually. <laughs> my column over on 401 Mania, all my I commonly get it because people think I hate on the Wii on the PlayStation Vita too much. Even when I'll say something as innocuous as, "Hey, there was an issue with like 12 of them. Sony's not covered under warranty, so shit on you if you screwed up like this." They're like you just hate the Vita. I'm like, I didn't even say anything bad about the Vita. I said Sony's right. <laughs> so I just deal with the trolls, and it makes me laugh. Because the sad thing is, I don't hate the PlayStation Vita. I just didn't care for most of the games were on it until recently. I, I just I, I look at it and I, and, I, and I see them them wanting to compete with the DS, and and I'm not convinced they're there yet. I think it's hard more to compete f- with Nintendo in the handheld department. I mean, it really is. You know who's doing it though? The cell phone makers. Yeah. Your Android and your Apple handheld things are really, excuse me, starting to put a beating to the con, not a beating, but they're starting to put a hurt on the handheld gamers. A little bit. And then with the tablets and the, uh, the iPod and the tablets out, I mean, they're, you know, people who don't want to give their kids a cell phone now have an easy way to give them an Android or an iOS device that's not, not on a cell connection. I mean, right there, you, you know, people who want to have that also have the option now very easily and, and readily available. It's going to be a very interesting shift as you get into the next generation. What, excuse me. When Nintendo looks to do what their next handheld device will be after the 3DS, what do they do? Do they try and build their own cell phone platform like Nokia tried to do with the N-Gage and like Sony was looking at doing with the Vita at one point? Or do they continue down the path they're going? The Nintendo Nexus DS. Oh, God. <laughs> All of it now. I still think Nintendo's on a gold mine if they would actually port some of their old GameCube and Nintendo games over to iOS and Android. That is a oh. gold mine of money. Just wait for it. The Nintendo Nexus DS, and they'll do that, and it will be so many levels of epic, it'll blow your mind. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I would pay money to play like some of the old Zelda games on my iPhone or my iPad. But what if, uh, what if they do it exclusively for Google Play? I can give you a Nexus Seven for hundred bucks, hundred ninety nine bucks. It's that. the same price as buying. It's almost the same price as buying a DS right now. I mean, that's the yeah. thing is, you can buy these multi use tablets and handhelds for just a little bit more than a single use handheld gaming device. And nowadays, a lot of people, when they go to do something, they take their cell phone with them everywhere. They're not going to take their cell phone, their Nintendo DS, and all this other stuff with them when they can only take when they can take one or two devices to replace yeah. most of it. When you or, say Close to the same price. You're not talking about an iPad there, because no, you know. I'm talking Nexus Seven. 
Okay. <laughs> Until they come out with the iPad 7-inch and they sell it for 199 250 bucks. The rumor's 250 but... Well, the rumor's 250 I'm betting it'll come out at 3 just so they can say it's more than a Google tablet, but it's better than a Google tablet. And see, I think they're wrong in that regard because Andro- Jelly Bean is so much better than iOS 5.0 because well, the- it's like they've stopped innovating. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, it's Apple. They're going to say our products are a premium. Steve Jobs died. Better yeah. sue everybody. Yeah, well, the whole Samsung Apple thing is very interesting. Do we want to discuss that even just in passing? Uh, just sue all the people. That's all I have to say. Well, so one of the things that I really thought was kind of interesting about this, and this goes to tell about how convoluted and messed up the case was, is um, as part of the. Uh, issuing of um, how much uh, they were going to, uh, the jury awarded Apple, they actually uh, gave Apple, I think, a $100,000 reward or award for uh, one of the products that, that uh, they had uh, elsewhere in the uh, brief stated that was not actually infringing on Apple patents. So they actually... Technically, they invalidated their own verdict by giving an award for something they said was not guilty for all intents and purposes. And I'm sure that'll come up in the appeal. <laughs> oh, that's definitely going to come up in the appeal. This is going to be appeal. an appeals court forever. The thing is, it's not uh, taking the appeal out. Apple is suing them again. In international no. court, you mean? They're, they're going after them again. It's like, we're going to go back for seconds now that we've gotten money from them once. Because I know they're suing them in the EU, and I think Australia, they're suing them. There's and at then, least eight cases that I've heard of internationally that were that are all active right now. Um, and uh, I don't believe that they were started after this case was uh closed. But then again, the one that I find interesting is that after this case was underway and uh, Google finally finalized their deal to buy Motorola, now Motorola, uh, under the puppeteering of Google, isn't going after Apple. I thought that one was already in place, though, before the acquisition took place. It's just uh, Google didn't put the brakes on it. My understanding, now I haven't read up a lot on that particular one yet, but my understanding is that it was uh, it was not, uh, or maybe maybe they had they were asked to stop it and they just said no, we're going to move forward with it. I don't know, but um, my understanding is that it wasn't really a big deal until um, Google had Motorola in the pocket. Right. Well, the thing that's going to be really interesting is that the folks that, that make Android on the Google side of things are claiming that with uh, Android 4.1 with Jelly Bean, they have cleared all of the potential patent issues between iOS and Android. So that won't be an issue when it comes to any lawsuits based on the current version of Android. There's no infringing use. Well, yeah, and, and even when you looked at a lot of what uh, what is being sued about right now, most of the content is either the physical design of the phones, uh, in the Samsung case, you know, the, the bevel edge, the rounded right. shape, the single home button um, and the uh, the uh, manufacturer overlays like the icon styles they weren't suing over the Google icons they were suing for the icons and the icon grid over how Samsung had customized the Google home it was page. with their uh, touchwiz software I think is what they yeah, called it yeah I don't remember what yeah I, I mean sounds right and to be fair 
the early Samsung phones did look a hell of a lot like the iPhone. I mean, when you went to the phone stores, that's how a lot of people sold them. Like, oh, this is basically just the iPhone, just with Android. Well, and and the the thing that I find to be kind of interesting about this is whenever you walk into a store, there is very definitively the Apple corner. I mean, you yes. can't not know you're looking at Apple devices when you stand in that part of the store because it, it's kind of its own little world inside the store. And that was one of the things that they were saying was a point of confusion in, in this notion of the cases is what they call the point of confusion, which is to say, when you look at, when you walk into a store, are you ever confused that what you are buying is not really an Apple product? And, and I think that, that that was part of that, that was what Samsung kind of hung their case on is when you walk into a store, there is a very clear separation between a Samsung product and an Apple product. I think Apple's side of the case was Samsung worked to copy us. So there's, so they, they were each arguing kind of separate points. And I think that what the jury kind of simplified on was Samsung intended to copy. It doesn't matter whether or not it was confusing, and that's what they awarded on. But they awarded based off the cell phones because the thing that people aren't really talking about is there are contentions Apple had made in regards to the tablets that Samsung had stolen the concept and the tablet ideas from the iPad and infringed on that, and the jury gave no award to Apple based on the Android tablet versus the iPad. I vaguely recall that there was something about the judge throwing part of that out, but I do not remember the finer details of it. The judge they had for this one was very interesting from some of the stories I'd heard on like Twit and things like that. She kept encouraging them to go and settle because none of them would probably like the decision that was made. At one point, she told the lawyers that she didn't think she could trust any of them in court. Yeah. <laughs> At one point, they said, um, I think it was Apple was going to try and call like 120 witnesses in like the eight hours of time they had left for testimony or whatever. And she had some smart remark to that. And it was, it was very interesting in that regard, but the other thing. Well, at one point she actually, and, and this is a direct quote. She asked the, uh, the uh, lawyers, are you guys smoking crack? Yeah. That's the one I was trying Um, to remember. I couldn't remember the exact statement. Yeah. Uh, because, because I remember that was, that was a big thing on, on, uh, on some of the the twit stuff I was listening to about it, because because it's like, I mean, and then when you look at when you look at patent law these days, I mean, that's what it really looks like. I mean, you have to be insane to think that this system is a good and working system. I think more of the issue is on general ignorance of the system because I'm I just did a little bit of googling here in thirty minutes, and I found that actually all of that lawsuit was basically invalid and needs to be turned over based on the prior art act. Basically, basing your design on something already in existence but changing it is known as prior art and is not a violation of copyright. I think the argument is there weren't really that many changes. If you look at some of the early Samsung phones compared to the iPhone at that time, they are very, 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 very similar. Prior art only comes into play if the prior art that is being used as the reference point to invalidate the case uh, is available under some sort of licensing scheme to both parties. Uh, in in the Apple-Samsung case, you can't claim that the Apple product is uh, falls under, or Samsung, excuse me, Samsung can't use the prior art case for using the Apple stuff because Apple has active patents on their products. Uh, now, if there were a third party other than Samsung or Apple that had produced this before Apple did, then Samsung could go back and use that third party as prior art. 
There was, though. That's that's the big thing about it, was a lot of these systems that they're suing over, they should have never been granted patents for in the first place. Well, the entire the entirety of patent law in and of itself is an entirely messed up thing. I mean, one of the things that they were pat the that they were arguing over was not the icons themselves, but the grid in which the icons are lined up. And Apple was saying that the way that the way that they have their grid set up they fucking is patented. Own tables. They own tables. That's amazing. yes. They own they they own they own a grid. They own table formatting. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what that, that was their claim. It is, and it, it just goes to show how messed up the system is. And I mean, and that's what a lot of these folks are doing is just buying up other companies so they can have patents to protect themselves when this happens. That's why Google bought Motorola so they could protect Android when Apple came after them, because they have the Motorola patent portfolio at their disposal now for handhelds. I find it funny that that the that uh, uh, what is it Kodak is uh, is basically got screwed on their portfolio. Yeah, nobody a bunch wants of it. Companies. Well, just, I, oh I that's because the, the the coalition bought it and then said, "All right, we're just going to share it among all of us so that we can't sue each other with it." That's and, what a lot of these acquisitions are for. I think the interesting thing on this Samsung and Apple argument, I think it was on Twitter a couple weeks ago, they were talking about it. The judge can still levy more damages monetarily onto Samsung. They were saying something up to the effect she could put up to three times the numerical value the jury cited based off of whether she thinks numbers are too high or too low on some things. Well, I mean, it's hard to say because whenever the jury goes and awards damages for something that they actually ruled was non-infringing, um, yeah. that just that brings their entire verdict into question. And they were talking about the uh, – I've heard about the, the worksheet that they had to do for this verdict, and it was supposedly – I mean, there were 10 headline questions, but when you actually got down into the guts of it, it was like a 20-page document um, with some 600 questions. Or and maybe. then they had – there was like 109 pages worth of courtroom directions and, direct, and directives that were given based for making the decision that they were handed as well. So there was and a they lot. came back after three days? I mean, seriously. <laughs> How they were just think? thinking, we want, to get, we want to get the hell out of here. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, who won? Samsung, Apple. Oh, Apple won. All right, well, check everything that says Samsung's guilty, award all the monies, and let's get the fuck out. So I guess the question here now is, if you're Google, does this encourage you to go and make a licensing deal with Apple just to make all this go away? Because you know Apple's coming for you next. Google could fight them well enough, I think. They could, um, but how much money are you going to spend in court to fight something and then potentially have it go against you? Well, but here's the other thing is that, I mean, they weren't suing over Android itself. Yeah, I that's think, coming in that later down the pipe. I think that there's already talks going on to make certain that that doesn't happen. I think so, too. There's rumors that the CEOs have both been meeting. And It would be stupid for them not to be already. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't come to the realization on some of this, though, that I think it was on Twit last week I was listening to. They were saying that during the time when Apple was developing the iPhone, Eric Schmidt was on the board at Apple, and then he left shortly thereafter. So he obviously had known about the development of the iPhone, and you could reasonably say he probably could have taken some lessons learned with him for Android. So you can sort of see where Steve Jobs might be coming from when he was pissed about it. Now, granted, Steve Jobs got pissed about a lot of things. Worst Buddhist ever. Um, he was Steve a Jobs. great salesman. Steve Jobs was a horrible human, though. Um, 
as I've been reading into this, I haven't read much into this till today. The UK has already thrown out over half of these patents that they're suing over for mm-hmm. prior art. So the American Americans apparently just suck at legal systems. It's different in each country how the legal systems handle it, though. That's the problem. Because I know that at one point there was an injunction put in place against Samsung, and I think want to say Australia they weren't allowed to sell one of the Galaxy tablets because of something that Apple had pushed into the courts. And it's done differently all over the place is the problem. I don't know. It's legalese. I don't understand the bulk of legalese. I just, this is just, none of us are lawyers, anyone who's listening or watching. So this is our general opinions. <laughs> so bear that in mind too when you make your own decision. Well, I only know one internet personality that has a degree in law, and I'm sure he's probably got a video out on this because uh, he had videos out on CISPA. And anything tech-related, he usually puts videos out on. So um, you can always look into Total Biscuit. He has a degree in law from UK. Right, Granted, not, it's UK law, yeah. not American law. Neelai Patel from The Verge has a, a degree, and his background was in patent law, so he was doing a lot of coverage on The Verge for it. and was on Twit talking about it last week, and it was very interesting. Well, even on the Twit network, I mean, talking about them, they have their Twill podcast, which is This Week in Law. And they, that's run and guested, I think, only by, by legal personalities. Yeah. For those of you tuning into this show for the first time or not catching on, we really do like most of the stuff that's on the Twit networks. We talk about them a lot. <laughs> uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Shut up, fool. It's Leo Laporte's network. Oh, I know. I'm just yeah. Kidding. Don't don't screw with me like that. It hurts my feelings or something like that. Can we that. just kill Apple? Like just just take the the company off the face <laughs> of the planet. It would be a better world. Um, aside from I think I read somewhere that you know every once in a while they do actually hit the top spot as being the highest uh rank or income or rank. I don't know how they're calculating it. U.S. company here right now. Um, no, I don't think we could. <laughs> Well, if everything works correctly with everything, they'll get dethroned by Google soon. Oh. It's going to be tough to do. I understand what you're saying. Not with the fiber network. Oh, my God. Well, that's assuming that the cable companies don't don't legislate it out of existence. They tried, and they're failing horribly. Cable companies are government-protected monopolies. Yeah. And they have a lot of money power in... But, but they've already tried in many states and already failed horribly. Like, well, but there have also been some times where they've actually gotten municip- municipal uh, um, uh, providers uh, blocked. The, the thing about this is Google's going about it the correct way. They're getting the backing of the people. As a politician, you're going to say, no, we're going to stop Google Fiber. Yeah, good fucking idea. Nice try being reelected. No, that's not gonna, how this is going to work. They're getting the Google is doing it politically the correct manner. They're getting the backing of the people, and, and the politicians want to be reelected. That's their paycheck. I don't think an election is going to come down to how they decided on Google Fiber, though. Yeah, that's the problem. Is I mean, we've got too many other social issues that are going on for you know people to really be that concerned about trust me i would love for the biggest issue to my ballot box to be in regards to google fiber versus the cable companies <laughs> that would be awesome <laughs> well it's it's going to be a factor that is going to affect usually the younger end of voters i'm not going to say all voters i mean most of the other things that are on the ballot box i mean we we're not really a political thing but most of the other things that are on the ballot box come down to pure stupidity on one side of the uh so, 
political spectrum of the other. It's like this side's really stupid about all of these things, and this side's really stupid about all of these things. And if they just work together, they could probably get something done. I'm just worried about someone trying to sneak in, sneak into their Sopa or Pippa. Yeah, that's oh. yeah. You know, it's not going to stop. No, it won't ever stop. But I mean, I, I think we are going to see sort of a sort of a paradigm shift in that. But I'm afraid that we're looking at that four to eight elections from now because what we're where that's going to start coming from is when, um, when, well, realistically, I mean, kid, you know, our kids are reaching uh, middle age is when that paradigm shift's really going to be be the biggest because um, that's when the uh, the uh, baby boomer generation is going to be you know at the at the at the you know becomes the minority and um, kids who are who are growing up now um, some of them have cable in the house and a lot of them don't and I think as you as you see them start to grow up and start to have to make those decisions do we want to have cable do we want to have internet you're going to start seeing them not purchasing cable at all. And I've, and as much as they talk about cable cutters now, I've heard a new term come out a few times um, called cable nevers. And they're the kids who are growing up in today's generation who are never going to hook up cable. They're never going to, they're never going to, going to go out and purchase that cable package that we have. In all honesty, I think the big shift you're going to see from people away from cable is when you can watch live sports and things like that easily over the internet. The problem with it right now is if you want to watch ESPN or something like that, you have to have a cable subscription to watch over the internet. Well, and I and I don't think there's going to be enough social pressure to force that to happen until we've got these people who have never had cable. For you know, we've got a whole generation growing up that's that's you know never subscribed to cable, mm-hmm. and they're they're going to demand it over the internet because then that's going to force the contracts to change, and it's good, and you're going to require an entire generation shift to get there. Because I mean, there, you know we're just demand too used- for it already, but it's definitely going to grow. Yeah, <laughs> it's not strong enough. I mean, it's too much of a minority to have the effect that we need it to have. I mean, you saw the petition out there for HBO Go. People saying, "I would give you fifteen dollars a month just to watch HBO over the internet." We're going to see Ron Paul get elected before we see enough of that demand cause HBO to change their business structure. Oh, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> the likelihoods are about the same. Uh, but, I mean, the numbers the numbers are starting to show up, but we're not at the level yet where they're going to do – where they're going to, they're going to force the, the change that we need them to force. Man, look at us talking about well, social issues. <laughs> Well, on a side note, along the same line, why is the cable company a protected monopoly? It really shouldn't be. Because at the time when that happened, it was because of the huge investment that had to be made to lay the infrastructure, all the lines and things like that. So they well, had there's to that. Then. And there's copyright on performance art, uh, which is why the entire streaming industry is such a fucked up mess that it is. I'm sorry. Yeah, it is. Feel free. We're not language censored on I this mean, show. I mean, we already have. There's already technically competition because you have satellite-based television, but um, I think. But also, they're protected by via cable, via the broadcasting. They're not protected on the internet side of things. I don't believe so. I haven't done a lot of research, to be honest. Well, I think that almost comes down to you only get satellite cable if you can't get 
or you get satellite internet if you can't get cable internet. No. Yeah, you I don't like, that, like satellite. The uploads are terrible. Uh-huh. Uh, the satellite internet, yeah. But, I, mean, I get I was better upload on my iPhone than television. I do on satellite. Yeah. I mean, the satellite television is a direct uh, com- competitor to satellite right, or to the, cable. But, but well, the thing but, is, let's say I own cable company X, and I want to come into your town. I want to go and compete with Adahay's cable company. I can't. Well, but I think the problem with the, with the notion of satellite is they're playing the same game and the same rules when it comes to the actual packages and 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 what they're delivering to the to you know the what they're actually delivering to the customer. They aren't they aren't necessarily offering a new way to get it or or a new way to or a new kind of package that you can get. They're just offering an alternate way to get it to get the same thing. Right, because I, I can't remember if any place I've lived where you've had, I'm going to throw two cable companies out there as an example, Comcast and Charter in the same town providing cable service. You have to go like a town over to get it. Because, for instance, uh, West Virginia example, Morgantown has Comcast cable, and you can only get Time Warner in Fairmont. And uh, we have Sudden Link in the south. Right, and you probably can't get Comcast there. Mm, no. Comcast Do we? Yeah, Polka. Polka. Well, yeah, it's another town, though. Not in the same town, yeah. But, because uh, most of the cable company lines are built around like town boundaries and things like that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so maybe just going back to the Google Fiber thing, maybe they'll get into areas using just the internet. I mean, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for Google Fiber. I just think it's a very, very hard proposition for them to do it. Oh yeah, it is. It's it's a lot of a lot of things. But it, uh, I think that the more the point that they're trying to get across with it is how horrible the infrastructure is. It is. It's terrible. It's like, it's like, how much do you pay for your internet, and what speeds do you get? Well, we're so far behind compared to the rest of the world when it comes to internet technology and connection speeds and things like that. And now we're going back to tiered methods of billing, which is ridiculous in and of itself. Yeah. I haven't had that since I was on AOL in the early '90s. The system sucks. It does. I mean, well, and I've I've started seeing advertisements now, and I think it's it's partly due to the fact that schools going back into session talking about how. Uh, they were the statistic they're quoting is a, is like eighty percent of uh, of teachers assign homework that requires you to have an internet connection, and about fifty percent of American households don't. Yeah, and that's tough to do. I mean, yeah, we may, we can have all these great tools on the internet, but if people can't get to them, yeah, then they're only as useful. <laughs> has nothing really to those folks. Yeah. I don't have a good analogy. I think that was the other thing that I thought was really cool about the Google Fiber was they were giving free internet to schools, hospitals, and government buildings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and also, if they the, get enough subscribers in the neighborhood. Well, yeah, they have to have they have to bring it into the neighborhood itself. But I'll be honest, if there's Google Fiber coming to my neighborhood, that'd just be a take my money moment. Like, here you go. It's going to yeah. be better than Comcast automatically. It's like you're going to pay the same and get better speeds. What is it, like 55% of the neighborhoods in Kansas City have not yet met their sign-up quota? Yeah, that's scary. And I don't think it's that expensive. It's the same price uh, well, as a cable plan. Well, I think what the argument is is, is um, they are trying, you know, some of the neighborhoods where they're trying to get these sign-ups done are lower middle and lower class neighborhoods where cable, I mean, you know, is not, fiber is not something they think about. They don't care. Right. And I don't mean to, to to detract from from them, but it's it's one of those things where they've got 
you know, more, more important things that they need to put their money towards and, you know, all this weird Google internet service thing is happening. Okay. You know, maybe, but I'm not interested in, you know, on banking on something that's not going to happen or may not happen. Well, the funny thing about that though, even when you mentioned that is like you're talking about lower middle and low class, um, a lot of them are still paying the same price for internet anyways. Um, if they have it, I'm going to say if they have it, they're paying the same price anyway. Why are they like, I don't care about this. Why do I, I, was like, I don't want more for my money. That's not right. Like when did the American consumer become so fucking retarded that they don't well, care? I think part of it goes towards um, a, more of them probably don't have it then. I expect more of them just don't have internet to start with than we're, you know, we're necessarily accounting for. I I would I would be surprised to know that more than more than about forty to fifty percent of those households already have internet in the house. Anyway, I, all I know is that Morgantown tried to be one of the site tried to be the site for Google Fiber and it didn't work and it made me sad inside. Yeah, because I think I'm on the uh, Morgantown network, so they might have come down this direction. I would have been a happy person. Starting to get bleached out when when you guys see it. No, yeah, not so much. I can see some sunlight behind you, but through the curtain. But well, I'm noticing um, that direction is 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 a, is a glass door, and I'm starting to notice at least when I look at myself in the little picture, um, I can I'm starting to see like that side of my face is bleached out a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. It's not bad. Okay. <laughs> All right, so what do you guys want to talk next? Because I've been pushing my agenda way too much today, so someone else feel free to throw out a topic they want to do. Uh, trying to think if there's something that I wanted to talk about. 24% of U.S. households don't have Internet. Twenty. Uh, you know, I'm actually surprised that the number's that low. Yeah, I agree. That's as of 2010. Well, so then the big question is, is how many of those are still, you know, how many of those, how how much of that's high-speed internet, I guess? Uh, yeah, that's a good distinction. Yeah, the, the dial-up to whatnot, but dial-up is fucking expensive, too, so, I mean. And slow. And slow. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand, we need, we need to switch topics, but, uh. No, no, feel free to continue if you want. It's just, man, it's like when, the, the whole – everything that Google Fiber is doing is what needs to be done to the infrastructure of the United States. When you look at the lower class and they're like, well, we need you know, we need better jobs, we need this, we need that, they, and they don't care about Internet. Well, the first thing that they're doing is they're looking past the Internet. Like, the Internet can't help me get better at anything, but it can. Um, and with the, with the Google Fiber, if you're Poe – you can get free fucking internet. Every household, well, not free, but free. You pay a one-time fee for the box, and then you have internet free for the entirety of your fucking life of that box. The life of that box, which I believe they had said it will probably last about five years, give or take, because, well, technology breaks. Yep. And, I, hell, they might even replace their own boxes. I don't know. And I think the setup fee was like $200, which, yeah, $200 is a lot, but $200 is a one-time payment for a 5 meg down internet connection, that's fucking amazing. And I, th- I think Google Fiber has a great opportunity to make Google TV become powerful like everyone thought it could be. 
Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, people look past the internet like, oh, the internet's not going to help me. But the internet will help you. I mean, there are places to find work. There are places to make money. There are places to do anything you need to do. You can do it via the internet. It's what it's there for. And, and when people look past it, and especially the lower the lower levels of things, it really it really bothers me. Is because it's like, why aren't you trying to better yourself? You're in the position you're at because you refuse to try to better yourself. Not everyone. I understand there are some people who are there because and they're just really unlucky. But the ones who are like, yeah, I I ain't going to look on that internet to try to get any better. Why? Well, why but not? well, so I I actually. I'll play devil's advocate here. I did hear a very interesting kind of counter-argument as to why there are so many other things that take a person's um, attention and or finances to the point that, you know, getting better internet is very low on their priority list. Uh, I was talking to a guy who, um, he's a construction worker uh, in, in here in West Virginia, and he... Um, he was talking about uh, the healthcare system, and um, his his statement was that it cost he it costs him, I think, 168 work hours, in, or it might have been lower than that, in a month to be able to afford his health insurance on top of his basic bills that he has, you know, food, water, sewage, electricity, and I was just thinking. You know, you, and he said, if he doesn't make that 168 work hours, he has to decide what he's not going to pay for to afford health insurance. And when we live in a society where things are at such a steep, you know, I mean, you've got, you've got, you know, this entire class of people who are looking at that kind of problem, I can understand where, you know, the, the notion of paying for fiber is like, you know, that'd be an interesting idea, but there's no way in hell I can afford that. You know, it's, it's, um, that's where you've reached a point where, where you, you've got this huge class division. Yeah, I, I agree with the class division, but as a construction worker, he was a construction worker. My father happened to be a construction worker. Um, and, you know, work comes and work goes. But, Going back to exactly what I said, okay, he works a lot. This, let's say for a couple months he works a lot. He can pay the one-time fee, and he's done with his internet cost forever. He's done. It's over. He never has to yeah. pay it again. Because, I mean, there will be times in which he has a lot of work. I mean, there were times when my dad was doing 70, 80 hours a week. Oh, I know. Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 some of my in-laws you know, do that too. and I, I've seen the... The, the, the kind of boon that they can bring. But at the same time, I mean, you know, the, the, when that kind of, of big beneficial paycheck comes in, you, you look at, uh, um, you know, do I want to buy, you know, this one-time Internet box that I'm not really sure, you know, how beneficial it's going to be to have in my house, or do I want to go out and get this major piece of repair work done on my car that I need, or do I want to, you know, take my kids on a vacation, you know? Yeah, I mean, and part of the problem is the large fee up front is a harder sell to some people when you can think, okay, I know it doesn't make sense necessarily, but if I'm only paying 15 bucks a month, that's much less out of my pocketbook in the short run, and you don't necessarily think about the long run, whereas if I have to put up, like, say, $400 up front, that's much uh, harder to do. 
I, I, I definitely I'm agree. I'm playing devil's that. advocate. That's all. Oh, I mean, I agree with what you said. A lot of a lot of consumers, especially today, don't think about what they do before they purchase it. They don't. They're like, okay, um, if I do this, then this is cheaper in the long run, or this is cheaper in the short run. It's cheaper right now. And they don't think about the big picture. Uh, the, the general consumers are are so easily driven by marketing, and it's marketing doing the job that it's supposed to do. I mean, really. Um, not to switch from Google to Apple here, but would Apple be so popular if the consumers were always more informed? <laughs> I mean... It, probably not, but the appeal to Apple is the way in which they sell themselves. Yeah, I, Face yeah. it, Apple is almost a luxury brand. I mean... That's it, a fair it, statement. It's a, it's a, it, it, there is a certain status that comes with saying, I have an iPhone. Oh, I agree. I mean, there would always be people who would buy them because they want, you know, the status. I mean, hell, I mean, I drive a fucking Roadster. Why do I drive a Roadster? Because I wanted a fucking Roadster. I paid a lot for it, or, well, my wife did. <laughs> I didn't pay anything. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I understand the whole status symbols, but in general, like, and, and another thing since we were talking about, like, public services and technology a little bit, when I see people in welfare with iPads, I want to slap a bit. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I I do I have to agree with that. <laughs> yeah, like going back to this, uh, Jess brought this up. Going back to when we were little kids, do you remember when like the people in welfare had Nikes and you had shit oh. shoes? Yeah, remember that shit? <laughs> oh, I hated that shit. How'd you get those oh, Air Jordans? <laughs> Government, air president. <laughs> that was yeah, not a political hate... rant. I just wanted to say air I mean... president because it made me laugh. <laughs> this is not a political right. show. We just like to occasionally talk social issues. Because notice we kept politics out of it. Uh, I'm not saying internet's the most important thing ever. I'm just saying. The only thing I'm trying to get across here is that with Google, I mean, any other company could be doing it, is that the current system is shit in, in general, in its entirety. It needs to be fixed. I mean, the internet is a powerful tool that can be used to continue to help people do things, but I mean, in order to when, get to it, it's hard. When it comes down to it, Google Fiber comes to West Virginia, my wife loses her job. Her job is gone. Easy as that. She works for the phone company. Um, most people have fucking uh, cell phones, and if they go to Google Fiber for their internet and television, well, they're not going to need as many employees here. She's fucked. She's low on the seniority list. She's fired. She's out. She's done. We still would rather Google Fiber come in just because, well, one, Google would hire jobs in the area too, which is nice. But, um, or, but she'd, but, We'd rather them come in and that her job be lost and hopefully find another job than continue with this horrible infrastructure. and Because it's not going to get better as long as we don't try to make it better. Sure. All right, then. I think that's a good closing statement for that topic. I think it is perfectly. So let's go into some stupid fun stuff, then. Um, trying to find a good example. This could be just stupid fun. DC Comics passed on a chance to do a Transformers Justice League crossover comic. I'm sorry, that just sounds uh, like fun to me. No. <laughs> stupid fun. 
Hey, they were going to turn Wonder Woman's Invisible Jet into a Transformer. How cool is that? Okay, that would have been awesome. <laughs> um, how would you like, market that? Is there stuff. something in the pack? <laughs> Pick up the package. I don't see it. it. Yeah, I have no idea. I just thought it was a funny story, and I was... I don't know. I was trying to cross over into not being serious on social issues because that was fun, and I'm sure yeah. some people enjoyed it. And the rest of, and some of our other fans are probably going, "Hey, start doing more dick and fart jokes again." <laughs> probably. <laughs> the Rock. Well, you were elected the woman, so you got to fill in for that for for knocking out being here. Well, she and I trade hosting positions, so it's just my turn right now as I look at it. I used to do it, but I'm like, fuck this. I got too much other shit to do. <laughs> um, all right, here's an interesting lazy. one. It's easier to just watch you guys and listen to you later in the week than it <laughs> exactly. is to be. <laughs> I am um, enjoying myself. This is a good uh, good chance to, to hang out. I'm glad we could get you on. And you're always, of course, welcome back. We like to have our guest hosts come back whenever they'd like. Interesting story here is we talked a while back about how Joss Whedon had just signed a big deal with Marvel to do... Avengers 2 and potentially a TV show. Evidently, ABC has ordered a pilot of a show called S.H.I.E.L.D. Dun, 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 dun. So, oh, it makes sense, because ABC is owned by Disney. Uh, yeah. ha, ha, and this ha, is the ha. script that Joss Whedon will be writing, is to do a S.H.I.E.L.D. television show for TV. And it says that he might take the director's chair for the pilot, but not much else has been released about this show. He's going to be co-writing it with his brother who has frequently written stuff with him before, like Dr. Horrible and things like that. With with the S.H.I.E.L.D. show, though, would they get... I mean, would they really be able to get Samuel L. Jackson to do a television series? No, but they might do it at the level of... They might get him to do bits and pieces of it. It depends on how his contract was worded to do the Avengers. But it might be more on the level of Maria Hill and things like that, because... The actress they cast as Maria Hill is a big TV actress. She's on How I Met Your Mother. So they could have it go from her perspective down in the organization mm. as they deal with superhero affairs throughout the world. I realized, though, after I said that, that uh, Patrick Stewart does do, like, weekly television. So He does, because he's on American Dad, Dad. still. Yeah. <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. He's the best part of Ted, if you've ever seen Ted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except for an Apache attack helicopter. <laughs> it's... Yeah, I mean, PAX has not put out much new information, really. It's been, like, meh. So. No, I mean, the, right now I think probably the coolest stuff coming out of PAX is, is the usual pictures of, of cosplay and stuff, but I mean... Some of the cosplay that comes out of any of those cons is just fantastic. Yeah. Not to mention they put out... They did have some Borderlands 2 info, which was quite amazing. That was... I like it. Well, yeah, right. I was hoping for Naki's sake she got to be working in that theater when they did that or oh. whatever. By the way, Chris, <laughs> we determined you got kicked because of the three of us, you have the weakest beard. Fair enough. <laughs> you know, my beard actually fills in around my face. It, mine does too, since this hair is like fucking so blonde, it's white. Like, it's there, it's but it's, no, it's white. It's like that fucking long. <laughs> it's just white. I'm just Captain Redbeard, so I'll go I'll with that. I'll grow my beard back at some point. I'm just lazy. But I can't remember. Uh, what was I talking about before I got kicked? <laughs> uh, you were on S.H.I.E.L.D. 
the, okay. the television show. You were partway through your talk. The thing about I was that. thinking is, it's a huge coup for them if they can do a TV show where they occasionally bring in like a big name Hollywood star, like Robert Downey Jr. is on there for an episode as Tony Stark, or they oh, get Mark Ruffalo God. to be on there for an episode as the Hulk, and you can kind of cross promote that way with all your movies by having some of the movie stars occasionally on there. No joke, Mark Ruffalo, greatest Hulk since Ferrigno. Yeah, he was awesome. So my, for some reason, I can't open the links or copy the URLs out of the show notes. So uh, is this live action or is this cartoon? It's live action is what they've been talking about. Mm. My guess is it'd probably be an hour long show once a week. Fuck yeah. There's nothing wrong with live action. No, no, there isn't. Animation's cheaper for them to do because there's going to be a lot of special effects inherent in doing it. Show like this, especially oh, yeah. if they try and do the helicarrier. Yeah. Well, I mean, you stay, you spend most of the time inside the helicarrier, and you get a few stock shots, you know, I mean, around. But they got it. Disney money, so that's not really a problem. <laughs> Disney yeah. money. Like they got mafia money, yo. Well, I'm not kidding. So much. I mean, the, the Avengers movie made so much damn money that they're going to do whatever they can to keep that gravy train rolling. And if this TV show is the way to do that. <laughs> Still, they got that Disney money. They rolling deep. <laughs> <laughs> they got Mickey Mouse money, fool. <laughs> don't make Goofy have to cut a bitch. <laughs> I don't think they do that at Disney. <laughs> hey, what you think the Musketeers are for, boy? <laughs> I don't want to know now. <laughs> M-I-C, see you later. <laughs> Why? Die. You don't ask. <laughs> M-O-U-S-E. Pay up. <laughs> I gotta pull that audio out to reuse. <laughs> Mickey Mouse Mafia. Oh my god. That's for the next best of show we do. <laughs> uh, oh dear. Oh, God. Uh, someone else pick a topic before we start wrapping up. <laughs> why is... Why are news channels sucky? That could get us into political discussion. Local or... All of them in Bill you... and Ted 3 is happening. That is amazing news. I was I was just like to look for something while I was... So I was just talking while I was looking. But Bill and, Bill and Ted 3! But there's no George Carlin, so I was kind of worried about that. Like... Yeah, it still could be really cool. It's just funny that it's been how many years since the last Bill and Ted movie? <laughs> it was on as soon as we first got cable because we I installed cable for football season, and then I'll turn it off at the end of football season, or actually basketball season. But um, I might just leave it on. Who knows? But, uh, <laughs> but as soon as he turned on the television, yeah, way to stick it to the cable company out of hand. <laughs> it's only like what a three month difference. I'm turning it off for like three months. But uh, as soon as he turned the television on, Bill and Ted was on. Fuck <laughs> like, yeah, Bill and Ted! This gives me hope that we'll get a sequel to Galaxy Quest if they'll do a sequel to Bill and Ted. Uh, I want a Galaxy yeah. Quest sequel bad. When did the last one? It's been, out, it's been forever since that came out. I want to say it was like early 90s. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was pre, uh, pre-Neo Keanu Reeves. I want to say it was like 92, 93. So it's probably been about 20 years. Just guessing. Uh, what if, uh, uh, how are they going to do it with new actors? I didn't see much about it. Like, are they going to do it with new actors? Are they going to bring back the actual Bill and Ted? And have them what I'm seeing like, is they're oh, actually man. bringing back Keanu Reeves and those guys to be their characters again. 
<laughs> it's just gonna be wow. like it's just gonna be like forty years old and still retarded. And they may they're making a Dumb and Dumber three or whatever. With uh, uh, supposedly they're bringing back the cast for that too is what I'd heard. Well, the 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 remake without Jim Carrey was horrible. Well, everyone kind of figured that would happen. So, I, um, go ahead. I was going to say the only other thing, if you wanted to cover one other topic, is sure. has anyone seen any good tech uh, Labor Day sales uh, or or any any good nerdy Labor Day sales um, that are rolling out right now? I know um, Beyond Pod. I know you guys, you know, use Twitch, but mm-hmm. I listen through Beyond Pod on Android. Uh, is selling for a buck ninety nine, which is down from its regular of six ninety nine. That's awesome uh, for this weekend. So I don't know. Have you guys looked at or seen anything tech that's on sale that you wanted to? I know mention? that Amazon will be doing their sales to tie in with it. I'm sure Tiger Direct's doing a sale if you're looking for good hardware. Yeah, pieces. you can get the darkness too, seventy five percent off on Steam this weekend. Yeah, and I know Ada Hay hates talking about Origin, but I think Mass Effect Three is Fuck on Origin. Shut up. Shut up! Hey, I, I advocate for Mass Effect. That's about the only. Yeah, thing. but you're 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 bringing you're telling people to use Origin, which is a, a, a disservice to the public. <laughs> well, if they could get it for the PC some other way, I would tell them to do it that way. Uh, but sometimes you have to play Mass Effect, and that's the only way. Unless you have a console, but you're against you're against console gaming. Would you rather I do that? Hey, advocate console gaming or Origin? Not buy anything EA ever makes. <laughs> Tell us how you. Oh yeah, we already know how you really feel. Never mind. It's, look at <laughs> look at my bar. Look at the bar. It's like right there, isn't it? Isn't it still there? Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's still yeah. there. Yeah. Hey, Gotham City Imposters is doing some free to play stuff. Oh, it's That's free to play for permanently Steam. now on Steam. Yeah, for permanently. Yeah. Oh, Adam, hey, do you want to talk about oh, City of Heroes going out? Uh, I, I don't know much about City of Heroes going out. I can't, but uh, NCSoft is just canning them. Like apparently they were still making a small amount of money. Like they weren't not profitable, but NCSoft is just tired of the company. I don't know what's going on yeah, with so that. City of Heroes and City of Villains are both shut down yeah, relatively whole, soon. I don't know if it was like right away or that entire de- developer squad. That was one of the first big MMOs too. For, well. Yeah, probably. I just say the first really big one that I could think of was probably RuneScape, even though it was horrible. Um, still like, has, it's still out there too. Yeah, the first big decent MMO. It was one of the first. It was right up there with saying Warcraft and um, Galax- Star Wars Galaxies out before that too, and it had a lot of buzz. Ultima Ultima Online was probably that's true. Than, yeah, yeah. The Ultimate games have been around for a while, but yeah, for those yeah. of you guys that play City Heroes or City of Villains. Get your playtime in now because it's about to go away if it hasn't already. Yeah, I, 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 they're taking down the servers and everything. It's it's a dead game, dead in the water. Wow. Hey, That's that the thing be- that really irritated me when I when I did bu- finally break down and buy Diablo three is you, there is no offline on it. That just well, they, bugs me that there's you no. Know, I know why they did it, but it sucks. I well, I I, I know and I understand businessly why they did it, but they could have found a way to to have disconnected it. A little bit in such a way that you could have played it offline. Yeah, like I think it would have been fine if they would have had two completely separate modes. Like they had an online mode and an offline mode, and the offline and online would would not uh, you know connect and 
and communicate with each other in any way, shape, or form. Your offline yeah. characters are purely offline characters. Hell, isn't that how Diablo 2 worked, like, a little bit? Uh, yeah, your uh, online characters were different than your offline. Yeah. No. Yeah, because they all, your online characters were stored in Battle.net. You could play your yeah. local area network ones as single player if you wanted. So, like, if someone was on the same network as you, you could take your single player character and then play an online, well, not actual online, but network game. Yeah, you could play a land game like that. We yeah. we abused the network in towers freshman year. <laughs> so we had they, like half I remember the that. playing Diablo too. That was when Naked Jake tried to say his barbarian could take me, and I just humiliated him for two hours straight. <laughs> How many ears did I have sitting on the floor outside my treasure chest? <laughs> it's like that stack of ears. <laughs> I think there were like twenty ears sitting there. Did That's you ever screen cap that or? No, I never did. Uh, I just went with it because it made me laugh. <laughs> ah, Naked Jake. We haven't told a story about him in a while. That show, that story was in the Best Of podcast, if anyone listened to it, so I apologize. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I want to like Diablo 3, because I love Diablo 2. And I've, I've played Diablo 3 all the way through. You know, I've beaten Inferno mode, and I just... The game seems to be lacking the depth of Diablo 2, and maybe maybe once the first expansion comes out, that depth will be there. But as of right now, it just seems to be lacking the depth of Diablo 2. Have you played since they did the patch, the big patch? Paragon levels? Yeah, Paragon levels, better legendary weapons, all that fun stuff. Grind some more. Well, yeah, yeah. Is the real money auction house make a big difference to how you obtain loot in the game? Uh, uh, yes and no. Guys? I don't use it um, when I play. I don't know about fur. I don't use it when I play. No. But I do have a friend who used it and made about $1,500 last month selling Holy items crap. to idiots. I heard about someone who made uh, um, something like $20,000 because somehow they found a way to regularly... Uh, uh, generate a particularly rare item, and they were selling it in the real money auction house. So just over yeah. and over again. I mean, there's a, a dude who streams himself on Twitch, um, and all he does when he's streaming is craft items for people and sells them. You give him the mats, and you pay him like between fifteen and twenty-five dollars, and he'll craft the item for you, and give it to you. That's all he does. And he'll stream for like eight hours doing that, and he'll make you know four or five hundred dollars a day. It seems to me that the real money auction house takes away from part of the game where it was fun, where if you picked up loot you didn't need, you just gave it to your buddy you were playing with. Well, and now you're going to be like, oh, I can sell this shit. I'm yeah. good. I'm going to be an internet billionaire by selling my Diablo 3 loot. You have to get something worth something, which is harder than people think it is. Are yeah. the item drops much more rare this time than they were in Diablo 2? There's a lot of shit. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. item drops, but a lot of it is so horrible. Yeah, and in hardcore mode, which is where I think you know the, the you they've actually don't even have a real money auction house. If you're playing in hardcore mode, you can only go to a gold auction house. Interesting. Yeah, like which hardcore mode was where I started playing after I beat it my first playthrough, um, and really that's all that. When you look at that game now, because of the cash auction house, the only thing that even matters is hardcore mode. It really is. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's more of a status thing than it is anything. I mean, y- y- if you can take a witch doctor all the way through hardcore Inferno, you know, You're it's good. props to you. 
Yeah, it's, um, it's definitely hard. Which I just recently started, actually. Interesting. Yeah, I'll I'm play that eventually. Run a witch doctor in hardcore mode. <laughs> I, I think uh, when I was fucking around before I quit playing, I got my witch doctor to like 42 in hardcore mode. Uh, and then there I are points AFK where it gets nerve wracking. I went yeah, AFK point... in a city and died somehow oh. because I was too close to the edge. And fucking something. Oh, I came man. back and I'm like, oh, fuck this game. <laughs> oh, that would. <laughs> That would piss me off. Actually, I am I am actually playing uh, playing right now, uh, or I was right before I got the the tweet from Chris, and I'm actually in the middle of a dungeon uh, with my witch doctor in hardcore mode. Fortunately, yeah, for, I'm playing by myself, and uh, and uh, it's uh, I, you can you can escape, and it will not. Uh... Oh. You yeah, Ferg literally got a tweet from me about 15 minutes before the show started, and I went, hey, you want to come on the show? <laughs> Were you all cool, and did you get the collector's edition, Ferg? Ah, uh, you know, I was lame. I just bought the digital. Uh, Are you going to show us your I may, skull I may, oh, yeah. I I may end it. up going out and buying the collector's edition because because both KK and I play, um, and uh, that's one of the annoying things is uh, we can't play at the same time. <laughs> Well, guys, we're almost at our two-hour mark, so let's uh, start to wrap things up and talk about what we've been into, gaming-wise and anything-wise. It's that special time where we tell you what we're doing this week. We'll start with Adahe, because I get to be a dick and pick first. Uh, well, mostly, you know, uh, I've been working on Minecraft, as usual. The server's, you know, running mostly pretty well. Um, we started putting together our own custom mod pack that's pretty bitchin', um... We're working on a way to make it more public to people because there's a lot of issues with mod packs being public because mods like, you can't include this in a mod pack, blah, 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 blah. But we're working out a way, finding loopholes and whatnot in the system. Not really even loopholes, but this, this man- ways that are there for you to include it. So that's mostly what we've been working on. Um, also, I've been playing Borderlands, waiting for Borderlands 2, and, uh, yeah, bitches and shit. Bitches indeed, my friend. Bitches indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just go across the bottom of the screen. I'll go next. I have been playing the hell out of Borderlands because I got beat up on the last live episode that I'd never played it before. So you can all shut your faces. Now I'm playing Borderlands and I love it. I'll be pre-ordering Borderlands 2 because it can't be worse than the first one and the first one's awesome. So I'm in. I was also, I guest hosted and was a guest on the last issue episode, excuse me, of Quadcast, which is a Mass Effect podcast where we talked about the last DLC that came out, the Leviathan DLC, and just favorite moments in the series. So if you're a Mass Effect fan, go check it out. Grant was awesome to have me on there. It's at quadcast.net. Ferg, how about you? What have you been into? Uh, like I said, I've been playing way too much uh, Diablo. Uh, recently got into playing Steam, uh, playing Portal mostly. Uh I did write an article for nerdsoftheroundtable.com. Um, I am on Twitter from time to time, uh, uh, at Ferg, the numeral two KK. Um, and, uh, I mainly do a lot of lurking, but I'm trying to get into the habit of writing more from time to time. So we'll see. I might start posting a little bit more on Nerds of the Roundtable in the future. That's good, because I've been slacking since I started podcasting. 
Yeah, well, that's the other thing is, I mean, you've kind of built up that reputation around uh, around uh, comics, and uh, and I admit I'm not a comic reader. Um, I mean, I like comics. I've uh, there have been several series I've liked, but I just I, I haven't been blog. into reading comics in a while. I turned my blog into the West server website. I'm like, I with the podcast and everything else, I don't have time to update this crap. Just just make it the server website. I'm trying to get in the habit of doing one or two posts a week, and I haven't been good about that at all. So hopefully I'll get back into that. I missed a huge deal on Steam, man, by the way. They fucked up and put the the Borderlands 2 season pass up 50% off. It was like two hours it was there. And it was it was going to be all four of the, uh, the DLCs coming out for wow. Borderlands 2. It was 15 fucking dollars. Wow. All four of these uh, DLCs planned to come out. And I, I saw this on Reddit, and I went to go to Steam to buy it really quick, and they'd already fixed it, and it was back up to 30 bucks. Uh, so, uh, did you yeah. I did. But, I mean, I don't, oh, I don't I mind. I'll, I'll still end up picking it up. I mean, $30 for four DLCs, and they're going to be campaign DLCs, not silly DLCs. They're going to be the four campaign DLCs. Like they did for you, Borderlands 1? I think, but these are going to be a lot better campaigns because, um, and, in, and I know we're going over here a little bit, but that's uh, okay. And in, in an interview uh, with the developer, they talked about how Borderlands One was not developed with DLC in mind, so they were really limited on what they could do with DLC. And in the end, um, Borderlands Two, they made sure that they left ways so that they could actually add in DLC in a good way, like adding a playable character, uh, which you get for free if you pre-order, by the way. Um, which is the the Mecromancer. Um, she's not due to be released until like October, but oh my god, does she look amazing! Hmm. I'm I'm going to go pre-order it myself here in just a day or so. Next time I run you, out into the world, you can, you can pre-order it on Steam. Just saying. Yeah, but I can't import any of my stuff because I play on the Xbox. Yeah, that's true. <sighs> One day you guys will graduate. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably go back and dabble again at some point but let's wrap things up you guys got any closing thoughts to send us off with The Basically Rock there we go and hey close us off with The Rock how about you Ferg got anything to close us off do you smell <laughs> <laughs> well thank you guys um, again, thanks to everyone who tuned in and watched live. Thanks to those of you that listen to the audio version at a later date. Just like to remind you, we're available on iTunes. We're available on Stitcher.com. If you get the chance, leave us a rating so people can tell that people like the show, aside from those of us that ramble on it occasionally. And that's about all I can think of this week. We will be back live again next week. Naki will be back next week. And by, uh, Naki also asked that we call this episode testosterone because it's all dudes on the show. But since you guys made me an honorary woman, I'm not sure if that works. <laughs> You're the but bearded anyways, woman. We'll go with it. The bearded, balded woman. Yep. <laughs> but to those of you that watch the show or are listening to it, thank you so much for tuning in. We will be back next week with another live, all-new episode of All Things Good Nerdy. Until then, have a good week, and we'll see you then. You've been listening to an all-new episode of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. Keep up with the show and its host by following us on Twitter or Facebook. The show can be found on Twitter at ATGN Podcast or on Facebook at facebook.com slash allthingsgoodandnerdy. All Things Good and Nerdy streams live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can watch us live, or better yet, 
can download the podcast. The podcast is available on iTunes. Just search for All Things Good or Nerdy in the Podcast Store. Or alternatively, you can download the podcast directly from our Podbean website, which can be found in the attached show notes. If you'd be interested in acting as a guest host in an upcoming episode of All Things Good and Nerdy, let one of us know either via Twitter or Facebook. We're always looking for new guest hosts who'd be interested in being part of the podcast. All Things Good and Nerdy has three main hosts, those being Adahe, Naki, and Chris. That's it for this week. Don't forget to tune into the show next week. We'll see you then.